You're listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast with your host, Jacob Faisigan. Hey, welcome to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in again this week. Hey, to let you know on a couple of things, uh, during the Open, we're visiting a few boxes. And this week, uh, on Thursday night, we're going to be at CrossFit on the End. Friday night, we're going to be at CrossFit RTR. And Saturday, we'll be at CrossFit Forte. So come out and see us if you are around Nashville. And then on March 9th, Friday, we will be at CrossFit 615. I hope you can come and see us. The other announcement I wanted to talk about today is the Battle of the Barbells. Uh, I know registration is almost closed uh, for June 2nd one at Three Star CrossFit, but we've also announced a new one happening August 18th at Trivium. That's going to be a Masters and Teen competition, and registration for opens for that on April 1st. And that's no fool. April Fool's Day. Let's see what I did there. Anyways, I hope you enjoy uh, all those comp opportunities as well as seeing us uh, during the open. We'd love to see you come by the booth and say hi. In the meantime, if you can't come and make a booth, visit our website, barbell-voodoo.com. On today's podcast, we are sitting down with Cole Martinez. He is a 15-year-old CrossFit Games teen athlete. Um, we uh, sat down at his home gym um, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and had a conversation about what's going on with his life and what it was like kind of going to the games last year and kind of looking at his future in terms of uh, hopefully making it to the games again this year. Uh, he's the first teen comp train athlete, which is really cool. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal guy here. You, you forget that he's eight, he's just 15 years old, and uh, I'm sure like I was, you will be blown away at this guy's uh, wisdom and just his maturity level um, and his direction and focus on life. Really neat. Great conversation. I hope you enjoy it as well. Hey, this is Rich Froning. You're listening to Barbell Voodoo Podcast. All right. Well, today on the Barbell Voodoo Podcast, we are joined with uh, Cole Martinez, who is a 15-year-old CrossFit Games athlete. Uh, he works out here in Murfreesboro. We are at his house, at his home gym, um, inside this beautiful home gym, as a matter of fact. Um, and he is a uh, member at CrossFit BTG, or VTG CrossFit, um, here in Murfreesboro. Um, I get those letters wrong all the time. Um, but also, he has, over the last year, competed in the Games and also gotten a silver medal at Youth Nationals and a bronze medal at Wadapalooza. Um, and, and then this year, um, coming into the new year, he was also accepted as the first team in, as a comp, ta- comp train athlete. Uh, which is very exciting. We're here to, joined at his house, and uh, Mama Jessica is in the background. If you hear somebody uh, talk or uh, correct him or, or myself on anything, <laughs> that, is, uh, that is what's going on. So uh, thanks for joining us today, Cole. Feel free to talk. Well, thanks for having me. There you me. go. There thanks you go. for having me, man. I like to make it really awkward at the beginning and just get it out of the way that, you know, because people are like, I don't know, when am I supposed to go? When am I going to jump in? Ready, go. You Ready, know? go. Right. Um, so today I thought um, 
as we kind of get warmed up here, that you could kind of tell us about. I mean, you're a 15-year-old. There are things uh, in your life that most 15-year-olds would, would not be you know, thinking of, like competing in the games, like hanging out. Yeah. And so I would love to know, you know, if you could tell us kind of starting out about how your life works. What, what's it like being a Cole CrossFit athlete um, in a day-to-day normal basis? What's that like? Um, busy. busy. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it is busy. So I, like you said, I am a CrossFit Games athlete. Hope to qualify for the CrossFit Games again. So there's a lot of training involved <clears throat> with that being a big part of my day. Yeah. However, I am also 15 and fortunate enough to be in school. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, now for... I, I wouldn't assume that everybody listens to this is a CrossFit person. I mean, probably they are, let's just be honest. But um, just for anybody that might be listening that maybe is your buddy or something like that or friends that might, you know, go, oh, he was on a podcast, let me listen to that. Right. Um, you know, that's, going to the games is not something that's guaranteed just because you're in it one time. Like, you got to compete and, like, qualify and do all those things every single year. And so every year you got to be um, working hard to get there, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a immense amount of um, training on the front end, yeah. Because you, you have so the, the the season spans from February to August, mm-hmm. which is a huge season. But then you have this little small off season where that's where you really kind of polish up your holes, and then oh, that's not where you just like eat pizza and hit the buffets. That's what everybody thinks, and that's what some people do. <laughs> um, but no, there's definitely time for that, and there, I think that there should be time for that in the middle of the season. You can't be super serious, especially, so CrossFit is not my job. Yeah. Uh, one, I don't have a job. I'm 15, and I'm in school. Um, yeah. I am homeschooled, which is a huge, you know, free up, but it's also a ton of school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm involved a lot of different areas as well. I'm involved in our church. I'm involved uh, with my friends. Um, so there's a lot of different areas. Anyway, back to the, the training um, the training side of it. The, so you, you have the off-season. Mm-hmm. The off-season, which we're just now, com- let's say just now, which we'll be coming to an end soon. The Open will be starting um, pretty soon. We'll be kind of in the thick of it. Not yeah, too long, not too game long, on. Game on. Yeah. Um, that is uh, full on. That's, that's, that's when you're like, okay. This is, uh, you've trained hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you are not even started with the next part of the season yet. Um, so now's the decision that you want to make if, do you, do you really want to, do you really want to make it back to the games? Mm-hmm. Like you, you trained hard, like you wanted to make it back to the games, but you're in the open. Yeah. Do you really want to make it back to the games? That, that's a decision that you have to make beforehand, but really have to make in the middle of it. Oh, absolutely. And, and when, when you guys are listening to this, we'll be in the middle of the Open. And it, it'll be one of the coolest things about the Open that I love. This will, this will be my personal, like, third or fourth one. Um, but it's cool because it's the whole world competing together at one thing, which, which seems, like, overwhelming. It seems like that's just a stupid thing. Like, why would, <laughs> why would anybody at, like, a poor or fair athletic ability want to compete in something like that and and one is it's amazing how your box transforms into this incredible supportive like everybody is out to win 
what you can do. It's not like winning, like, right. I'm not going against, like, the top, top CrossFitters. Like, my goal is always, like, I wonder if I can get in the middle, like, somewhere. Right. Like, if I can get in that middle, like, million, that'd be great, or, or 10,000, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be super, you know? Um, but it, it's, it's an all for, you know, all for one. Like, we're, everybody's competing, and, uh, and it's just an amazing thing that around the world, everybody who does this CrossFit thing, comes together for this competition absolutely um and you get to see you know like your numbers against you know how you get to experience how fast people really are <laughs> exactly. and, you know and, and how strong like you go man i'm i'm kind of strong for my box or like you know i i'm finishing top of the whiteboard a lot of times but right. then like you hit the open and you're like let's see how i compare with the top 10 and you're like not even close, not even close. like <laughs> i wasn't even done with my first three reps when they finished you know kind of thing Ex- exactly yeah, so it, it, it's awesome, but it, it does take a lot of a lot of discipline, a lot of that. What's your training like? You know, what does that look like during the day? Is it like, are you an early morninger? Are you like five times a day? Like, what, what's going on with your training? What's that kind of generally like? So time wise, like in your day. So time, so time wise, um, it, it varies. It varies with what I have going on throughout the day. Um, some days I'm up at five thirty, training at six thirty done with my training at 8.45. Mm-hmm. Um, other days, I, you know, wake up at 7, um, get some schoolwork done, and train sometime around the middle of the day, mm-hmm. like uh, 11 to 1. Usually, the, the sessions last about two to two and a half hours, so not a ton of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, do you strictly do the comp train? program like they send you or um yes yeah i do um that is so it's it's what's it's a one-on-one approach Mm -hmm. um so that is definitely what i follow i have reached out to angelo DeChico out Mm -hmm. of crossfit mayhem he's a good buddy of mine um so i've trained you were out there not long ago weren't you yeah if i remember the instagram Uh, there you go (laughs) doing doing your research um i trained out there not too long ago um Hope to train out there sometime around once a month. Uh, at the Mecca. That's cool. At the Mecca. That's, there's a lot of fit people out there. Yeah, there is. There's <laughs> a lot of fit people out there. Yeah, I keep trying to avoid their phone calls. They want me to come out and train with them all the time, but, you know, I just kind of keep putting it off. You don't, you don't want to go there and show them up, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, those guys still think they're the best in the world, so, you know, oh, I'll let good. them keep thinking that. <laughs> That's awesome, though. So, you'll go out there once a month, and will you also work out with them? Like, you'll do above and beyond what you normally do? or So, uh, my coach is really good about that. Um, mm-hmm. This past time that I went to Mayhem, he, I was like, hey man, you know, do you, do you want me to do anything on our end? And he basically sent me a text back and was like, I think you're going to get some good training out there. We'll, 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 leave, we'll, leave, we'll leave our training blank for today. Just, yeah. you know, you could log what you do. Just let me see what it is. Um, you know, I'm sure that was for, he didn't want to contradict anything because I'd, I'd go out there on Saturdays. Okay. So he didn't want to. Probably, if I did a whole bunch of muscle-ups, he probably didn't want me to do a whole bunch of muscle-ups on Monday. Correct. Um, but no, he's really good about that. He's like, I just want you to go out there and have fun. Because mm-hmm. um, it's, it's once a month. It's not like it's really inhibiting my training. Yeah. And like you said, I think that they kind of know what they're doing out there. Yeah, you yeah. Know, they, they've 
I've heard that to be true. Yeah, they, yeah. They've, they've proven that they know how to work out pretty fast. So Yeah, so workouts is definitely, at minimum, a couple hours a day. Yep. Yeah, and then you got to somehow fit school into that mm-hmm. on your own, you know, which is, which is pretty awesome. I mean, <laughs> I, when I was your age, um, which is a terrible thing to say, they always tell adults, don't say that to teenagers, but... When I was, like, there is no way that I had enough drive in my academic uh, career that I'd have been like, oh, it's time to study. I guess I better get my work done. It was more like, how much can I put off until I get an F? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. So, yeah, I would love that. (laughs) Yeah, you know, so I'm a, you know, 5.0 GPA. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) No, I, so, it is going to be a roundabout way, but it's going to tie in all in a, in a second. Go for it. Um, last year, was, I was blessed enough to compete at the CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm. I placed 14th awesome. out of 20, which is, I mean, I'm not complaining about it. Yeah. <laughs> not many people get the chance to do that ever. Yeah, like only 20 last year. Right, like ever. Yeah. So I was extremely blessed to have the opportunity to do that. With my competitive mindset, 14th was something that I was happy with for my first year, but there okay. were some blatant errors and blatant mistakes that I made training-wise mm. um, and even competition-wise where I was upset. Um, and I had you know, tried to do this thing before the games to where it was like, all right, yeah, you know, com- commitment to excellence, commitment to this. I didn't know crap about that before the games. Sure. Uh, I thought I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Placing 14th at the CrossFit Games was the best thing to happen in my life. Great. Yeah. Um, it lit a fire within me to where it was like, you can't just focus on training. Mm. Training is something... I don't know how many years I'm going to be able to do CrossFit. Sure. Like, competitively. Obviously, I want to do CrossFit for the rest of my life. It's, yeah, it's I mean, it, it has an expiration date. I mean... Absolutely. It, it could be a long, long time. could be a very short time. Yeah. It could... It honestly could be tomorrow. You never yeah. know what's going to happen. So, I can't go through life only focusing on training. Mm. Um, and I realized that beforehand, but I really started to realize that at the games. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And before that, it was kind of this like, ah, oh, school, whatever. I'll just, I'll do it. And then it's mm-hmm. like, I would do half effort. Or I would kind of just skim by or yeah. kind of just do this. And then, um, you know, th- there's this. <laughs> that best explains all of my academic career <laughs> until college. <laughs> then, then I, Even then, I, it probably wasn't right. all four years of that. But anyways, keep going. Okay, keep no, doing great. Uh, th- there, was, there was this essentially rude awakening that I had with myself that it was like holy crap Mm. I am I was 14 at the time Mm -hmm. I'm 14 I'm already basically through my first year of high school I have not really put the effort I needed to put in um, for quite some time now (laughs) Um, and I'm gonna end up being in this 95% category where people are living paycheck to paycheck mm. and can't get what they want out of life because they didn't put the hard work in. Mm. And basically, it all kind of came together at the games. Um, hmm. So there's this thing um, where it's like if you put in 
if you don't put in the hard work, don't put in the excellence, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. in the small stuff, it's not gonna, you're not going to be able to do it in the big stuff. Yeah. That's in Proverbs, actually. Yeah. Um, and it's also just kind of this, this motto of life. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is everything. If I give half effort in school, how am I going to expect to push above and beyond in training? Yeah. When I thought I was doing it, I actually wasn't. So then pl- placing 14th at the CrossFit Games, I came to this realization that I wasn't doing everything that I could do. And basically, in order for me to do what I wanted to do at CrossFit, I, wanted, I needed to do that in my life. And so um, this huge shift came. Uh-huh. Um, I am by no means perfect in it. I am by no means done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was this huge thing where it's like, all right, I'm gonna. I don't care if. I don't care how tired I am. I don't care how late I have to stay up. I don't care how early I have to get up. I am mm-hmm. going to show. It was almost I had to prove to myself. It's like I, I'm going to show myself that I can give 100% in school and give 100% in CrossFit and give 100% in my life. Um, so there was this huge like paradigm shift to where yeah. it's like, no, you, you, you can't let yourself do half effort in school. Because mm-hmm. if you do half effort in school, you're going to do half effort in training. Yeah. And if training's really that important to you, how are you going to allow yourself to show up to the CrossFit Games knowing that you didn't do everything that you could do? Mm. And that kind of became my mindset for school. Yeah. How am I, how am I going to be the kid that is... How, how am I going to be the stereotypical kid? Is like, oh, he only knows CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, he, he, can only do, he can only work out. Yeah. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want is to become the best that I can be mm-hmm. in school, yeah. the best that I can be in CrossFit, and the best person that I can be to leave a positive impact, basically, on, on this world. Yeah, you, you want to know that you did your best in all areas of life. Absolutely. As best your ability. Absolutely. And, and that best will inevitably have to be you know, assessed along the way over Absolutely. and over again. But... Um, but that's an incredible revelation that you had at such a young age. <laughs> like that, that's incredible. Um, so, what do you do now? Like, I, I heard that you uh, every week are teaching in a preschool class at church. Even like you're, yeah, you're you're uh, you're, you're heavily involved in church I and uh, a leadership program that's that's there. Is that right? Um, it is. So, so tell us what you've got in school. You're focusing there. You're focusing on your your workout and your training. Um, so that fills up a bulk of the day, just mm-hmm. like anybody your age. Um, so what do you, what, how does social life look like to you? What, what do you do to kind of have relationships? Um, because, you know, you're just saying how um, in life you, you want to be more than just a one-dimensional person. Absolutely. You know, you want to have those different facets, and you don't want those facets to be minimized by one dominant facet. So, so what do you, how, do, how do you have time for... Friends and, and being a 15-year-old, you know? Um, there's a balance. Yeah. Um, it's... Honestly, I, I feel like I got 
uh, blessed a little bit. I'm an only child, too, first of all. Okay. And I've always been homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I can have a conversation with people. <laughs> um, See, like, that, that's something that's changed over the years. Like, right. I've worked with teenagers for a long time, and when I started working with teenagers, it was when the homeschool kids show up, you're like, dang, we got to, like, do a whole lot more work socially now, and, like, this, this, inv- this involves a whole lot more of me all of a sudden. But then over the years, like, homeschool has shifted as well, mm-hmm. you know, and how it's done and how people do that um, to become this really kind of cool thing where, where I often think about it with my girls. Like, I have a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old um, of how cool it would be because there's way more social interaction um, in healthy ways, um, I'll, I'll add, without, right. without making fun of other things. But, no, absolutely. Um, but, like, in super healthy ways now. So what, what kind of stuff... Is it like that for you? Like, so it started out like, especially early on. I mean, I played obviously I played like sports. Um, mm-hmm. So I was in a. What kind of sports did you play? So I played. Uh, I started out playing soccer. Obviously, everybody, yeah. Like everybody started playing soccer. My girls did that because of the cute outfits. My wife said <laughs> <laughs> they need uh, to play soccer because they'll look cute. That's that's definitely <laughs> that's definitely why I started playing too. Is no, that right? <laughs> just uh, I knew it. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> But, uh, so I started playing soccer. I played soccer when I was, like, four, and I kind of sporadically played. It wasn't Mm -hmm. something that I, like, really played. Um, Yeah. And then I played t-ball slash baseball. Played Mm -hmm. baseball for the longest. Um, Okay. That was, uh, I I really did like baseball. Uh, I had a bad experience playing travel ball. Uh, It kind of became more of, like, a job, and I was nine. Yeah. Baseball shouldn't be a job when you're nine. No. So, what position did you play? I played all over. Played all over. over you're the utility player. I was a utility player. Excellent. Usually, I played outfield. Okay. Um, but I played all over the place. I was, I, you know, I pitched, I catched, I uh, played first, mm-hmm. um, I played short, second, uh, played third, <laughs> probably the least. Okay. Along with catcher, I played catcher a ton, like in. Kid pitch. Um, yeah. You know, obviously in coach pitch, I played catcher, but that's not really catcher. Um, <laughs> well, it depends how bad the kid coach is about pitching, but, you know. Right. It could the, be a really exactly, tough job. Exactly. <laughs> it, could be, it could be just like catcher. Um, so, played that. I played uh, flag football. I never actually played tackle football. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to play tackle football for forever. Yeah. And... Um, Thank the Lord, my mom didn't let me when I was young, um, which is a, it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, came time around seventh grade, she's like, all right, you know, you could play uh, tag football if you want. I'm like, mm, I don't know, because <laughs> I had stumbled across this thing called CrossFit. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and don't think I for, think that's catching on these days. Yeah, so the I was, CrossFit. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's but coming. But you found it early. Okay. I did find it early. I found it yeah. when I was nine. Um, but I didn't quit playing sports because of CrossFit. Sure. Uh, I also played basketball, too, for a little bit. Um, I didn't quit playing sports because of CrossFit. I quit playing sports because they became a chore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yes, CrossFit, I'm sure, had something to do with that. It was like, ooh, shiny new object. I'm going to go play with that. Yeah. Um, CrossFit became something that was extremely fun for me. Yeah, see, okay, th- this, was, this was me as a kid, too. Um, like, I played sports 
through like high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when it got super serious for me. And, and it was no longer fun. Right. Um, yep. Like I had no aspirations of ever doing anything as a career. Like even though the remaining of time of my life, I was always asked what position I played on the football field. Um, <laughs> all the way through college. Like all the way. And um, in fact, when, uh, when I was working with teenagers, I would go to their lunches and we would come up with some story about how I played for the Titans <laughs> and then like tell their friends. Well, that was always fun. Um, but anyways... But, uh, but yeah, it, there was something that, that changed. Like, it was no longer a, a joy. Like, and, and I'm competitive, so I enjoy the competition side of it. But, um, but something about when it totally just got serious. Yep. And, like, you had to focus your entire life, get through school so that you can play this. Right. You know? And then, um, and, and it just wasn't a thing for me. You know? I, I didn't enjoy that anymore when that, it got to that point. Absolutely. That's kind of where I fell into it. Um, I, it, and it was this thing where I was like, I really loved CrossFit mm-hmm. and sports were fun for me. Don't get me wrong. I would love to play with a group of buddies, a pickup basketball game or a, yeah. go out and play wiffle ball or softball or baseball. I feel like or, basketball would be about the most dangerous thing you could possibly do right now. Right in, now. In your CrossFit but, <laughs> career. But <laughs> short, short, of, short of playing tackle football, possibly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I would love to do that. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like, I don't have any aspirations of playing it at a organized level mm-hmm. um, anymore. Sure. I just... It it came to the point where it was like, I I don't know if it's um, a little bit of my stubbornness to where it was like the like the coaches weren't um, doing what I wanted to like they they weren't putting me where I wanted to be. Okay. Um, I don't know if it was that, which if that's the case, then it's just immaturity. Um, sure. But. I don't know exactly what it was, but what I've kind of pinpointed on was like, it started to become a drag to where mm-hmm. it was like, oh, I, oh yeah, I have to go practice tonight or I yeah. have to go play a game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I remember saying the last year I played baseball, it was like, I wish I wasn't playing right now. Mm-hmm. I, I wish it was, I wish it rained so I didn't have to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, like, it, it doesn't take a, a genius to figure out that if you're telling yourself that, you probably shouldn't be doing it yeah. if it's not a vital part of your life. Yeah, I mean, that's um, great. I mean, to be self-aware enough to realize that this is not the thing for you anymore. Right. And, and that's okay. That's pretty great. Um, I've talked to so many kids that are trapped in things. They're really good at it, and um, and they excel in it, but they hate it. Right. And they hate the toll that it makes on their lives. They hate the toll that it takes on their family and the money that they have to spend to, you know, keep up with them right, <laughs> you know, right, along yeah. the way. Um, so that I mean, that, that's an incredible self-aware thing that that you did um, at such a young age to be able to kind of reorient your life. I mean, that that says a lot to. Um, who you are becoming along the way, you know, to, to be able to go, you know, at this point, I, I just need to reassess things and that's okay. Like I'm still me and right. this doesn't define me, but, um, 
things just need to be different now because my heart's not in it. Um, and it's more of a life deteriorating thing than a life giving thing, you know, yeah, basically and that's incredible. I mean, that's great. Um, so kudos on that. That's fantastic. Thank you. Um, all right. So you, and you are a very, very busy guy. So you have, uh, you have friends, right? No. I'm Great. just kidding. I do have Great. friends. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have some pretty amazing friends, actually. Yeah. Um, so part of the whole socializing thing again, which yeah. I do every once in a while. Um, <laughs> uh, on Thursdays, I meet with a homeschool group. Uh-huh. Um, and there is... Uh, so there's six of us mm-hmm. there. Um, one of the friends there I've known for forever. Yeah. Um, he actually goes to my church. I've known him since we've been going to that church. Yeah. Uh, so along with that, I've known most of them for four, three and a half, four years now. Okay. Um, they are amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, they... First of all, are people that are I'm the I'm the youngest of the group because of how my birthday falls, but okay. um, they are friends that are my own age. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of my friends are adults, but uh, they yeah. are friends that are my own age. Uh-huh. Um, they are not normal teenagers. Like they have horns. Like what is that? No, when, when, I, when I say normal teenagers, they um, they are they're not. The, the most important thing to them is not, let's see, what am I trying to say? The most important thing to them is not their cell phone or okay. how they are perceived in, on social media mm-hmm. or how they, the, the most important thing to them is, uh, one, they're all believers mm-hmm. um, and we equally all share this common, like, basically love for each other. Um, yeah. We're all extremely supportive of each other. Like, most of them have a general idea of what I do for fun. Mm-hmm. They think that I'm crazy for doing CrossFit. Um, one of uh, one of my friends, they're pretty they're pretty involved in CrossFit, um, but I say pretty involved. Like, they, they out of the group of my friends, there is definitely one of them that is. Um, more involved than, than mm-hmm. the other ones, um, but most of them are extremely supportive. Like they watched one of the live stream events for the games all together. That's awesome. Which is extremely cool because they, <laughs> they had like a viewing party. They for had you. a viewing party for me. That's uh, awesome. I'm like, oh, cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, but it's like, or one of them is uh, is an actor. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible actor. Uh, so we all watched a play. Yeah. Um, that that he was in, or uh, so we're just we're just extremely supportive of one another. Um, so you guys hang out? What do you do for fun? We, yeah. Like, besides CrossFit. You just <laughs> said you did CrossFit for fun, but, like, you guys, like, go hit the bowling circuit? Like, what do you, what do you guys do for fun? Like, you have a downtime, you are you have a weekend free, and you're like, let's do, what do you go? We, um, well, so we went, so we, just the actual example of it, we went ice skating. Um, at, there was an ice skating rink that was open, outdoor ice skating rink that was open in Murfreesboro. Oh, cool. So we all went ice skating there. I fell twice, but that's, <laughs> not, that's, not, that's neither here nor there. Um, so, you know, we, do, we just do Well, it's probably because you were trying to avoid a smaller child, right? Or a puppy. Yeah, that's exactly Running what it was. across the ice, yeah. It had I nothing mean, to do with the fact that I am a It wasn't skill. Yep. No, yeah, no, I just want to be clear not. for everybody listening to the podcast. Yeah. Right. 
CrossFit prepared me so well for ice skating that I was able to fall down to avoid hitting a small child. There you go. Definitely and, not what happened. And a stray yeah. puppy. Um, <laughs> uh, so no, we you know we just do we just hang out. We yeah. hang out. We we have fun. Um, it's it's awesome to do something. It's it's just it's balance. Sure. Because I don't realize how much a part of training in school or my life until I realize well, until, until when I do something else yeah so when I hang out with my friends it's like I'm not training mm-hmm. I'm not doing school so I'm like holy cow what like this mm-hmm. is this is foreign to me yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. but it's really neat so we just just, just hang out have fun you That's know great. just kind of relax yeah we, and this has come up in, in several podcasts of just uh, talking to especially some coaches recently um, who are talking about adding all of these components to your life. Mm-hmm. Like your life is not just fitness. Absolutely. I mean, sure, even when you're doing fitness, like a lot of it is nutrition. It has nothing to do with the fitness, you know, like oh, it's a lot yeah. of nutrition. Um, but then you have these other components that really interact and play off of each other. And so if you're missing that relational component, if you're missing that connection of um, that kind of love connection, not necessarily like, like, you know, like, we're going to get married love relationship, but like, you know, friendships and stuff like that. If you're missing that connection, then your training is going to be affected by that. Or if you're, you're not pushing yourself academically or mentally, um, outside of your box, um, then that's also, you know, can contribute to not quite getting to, to reach the places you want to mentally in the middle of a workout even. Absolutely. Um, and so that, that's really a neat thing that you're discovering or have discovered, um, that you're kind of playing into in your life as well. That's really cool. So, you, you come by this fitness thing honestly. You, you got a, a mom who is a master's athlete. Yep. Um, and then, are there other people in your life that have, have kind of greatly impacted you um, in terms of, of who you are today? Um, definitely my parents, Okay. first of all. Uh, my mom and my dad. They are obviously a huge influence in my life. Yeah. I live with them. <laughs> um, they, I have to say that, otherwise they kick me out. Uh, <laughs> no, I, no I, I would have said that even if my mom wasn't sitting two feet away from me. <laughs> she has <laughs> moved closer. Uh, but uh, they, <laughs> they uh, my, my dad um, started working at, Journey, uh, at, a, at a shoe store. Okay. Uh, when he was 18, uh-huh. part-time, worked his way up. He's now VP of training and development. So <laughs> That's awesome. His, um, his work ethic, uh-huh. his drive, his diligence and commitment to excellence at his job is a huge um, push yeah. for me because... Um, it's almost to the point where it's like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be the kid whose dad was super successful mm-hmm. and really driven and hardworking and I just turned out to be a lazy person. Yeah, just took it for granted and coasted on through. Absolutely. Yeah, I sure. really don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to... Um, I, I, I want to, I, I, honestly, I, I work to have his, his drive and diligence with what he does for his job. Yeah. The, the re, like, besides the fact that he is obviously talented in what he does, 
because you have to have that underlying sense of talent before mm-hmm. you could even become that successful. He was just extremely driven in his job. Mm-hmm. He, he just, he just was. I mean, it's the, there's really no other way to explain it. Yeah, obviously, he still does. He still works. Um, um, yeah, I was like, I say was. He is extremely. He's kind of coasting now in his right. job. I no, don't know. He, he, Hope they don't hear this podcast. <laughs> no, he is. Um, he is beyond driven in his sure. job. Uh, yeah. th- there's no fancy words this other than the fact that he just has this grit. Yeah. Um, and it's which like, is like a huge buzzword now. Like it's, you know, going around like it used to be. You know, you think of like cowboy movies. It'd be like that. You know, John Wayne, he's got grit. You know, like right, that, that exactly. kind of thing. And now there's like all these studies, and like Angela Duckworth just came out with a book of this these studies that she's done about what makes great people great, mm-hmm. and like what's the contributing factor. And the book is called Grit. So yeah. you know, like it, it was that uh, find, um, and now especially in the CrossFit community, um, there's been several podcasts lately where people have talked about. Yeah, it's it's. Grit. That's what we're talking about. You're like, there it is again. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely. everywhere. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a big deal, and it's one of those things that um, we take for granted. I'm, I mean, just just the our culture and our society now is like, when something stops working for me, I'm done with it and right. I'll move on. Mm-hmm. It, it's not the um, longevity of things like you're talking about with your father. Like that's yeah. true grit. Like staying oh, yeah. in there, working hard, committing to what you've committed to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, period. You know, and, and working through that. And, um, you know, there's a lot of fruit, great fruit that comes from that. You know, there's, you know, besides having a son that can be able to see that and go, yeah, I mean, I want to, I want to be like that. Like, I want to have what he has. Absolutely. That, like, that he's in a position, obviously, of leadership at his job. So he's impacted, um, I'm sure he's impacted more people than, no, oh, sure, than I can even imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so as as well with my father, my, my my mother as well. She played college basketball um, as a walk on. Awesome. She showed up to South Alabama, where she went to school. Okay. And basically called and showed up to the office every day. Wins tryouts. Wins tryouts. Wins tryouts. Showed up. Tried out. Obviously made it because yeah. she's. It'd be a really bad athlete. story all of a She's sudden if you were like, and those dreams were shattered. <laughs> and exactly. Because <laughs> um, she is just, she's obviously amazingly athletic. Yeah. And she has as well this grit, yeah. this drive, this unwillingness to quit. Mm-hmm. Um, so she played college basketball. Um, she uh, also, she, she has a degree in exercise science. Um, yeah. and that obviously has greatly impacted my knowledge and understanding of, mm-hmm. uh, what it means really to be healthy, uh, which is, which is different than what the common consensus is today. CrossFit sure. has tried to change that a lot. Yeah. Um, and it also obviously is the reason I'm in CrossFit. The reason I started CrossFit is because my mom was like, Hey, I'm going to try this new thing. <laughs> um, and I showed up with her to this on-ramp class Okay. and I'm wearing get this this is gonna be funny <laughs> i'm uh, not a ton of people know this i'm oh. breaking news. I, i'm nine okay i my mom didn't know that i was able to do it really because i'm okay. nine and she didn't know what the rules were at this gym that we went to so i'm there 
with her in jeans. Awesome. And like this this t-shirt from like Old Navy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And ready have, to kick it. Uh, yeah, I have like I don't know, like Converse on or something like uh-huh. that. And um, great for lifting. Hey, oh yeah, actually the Converse are pretty good for lifting. And uh, yeah. the owner of the box goes. Yeah, of course you can do it. <laughs> and my mom's... Which is crazy because that totally wouldn't happen today. No. Like, you know, I'm like, um... But my, my we mom, don't have enough insurance for that to happen today. Right. <laughs> my, my mom looks at him and goes... Or looks at me and goes, you want to try it? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? I'll try it. <laughs> and now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. So, do you still work out in jeans and Converse sometimes? Um, and an old yes, baby shirt. That's that's why that's why I train at my house. That's, oh great, yeah. great. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so you know, just taking it old school, back to where it began. Don't worry about back it. Back to where it began. <laughs> um, and so yeah, no. Uh, in in that sense, and in the sense of, um, in the sense of discipline, as obviously my father is a huge influence on that. In the sense of discipline, as well, my my mom is a huge influence on that as well before CrossFit she ran marathons oh gosh I don't particularly know why any person would do that but my mom did that's a lot of running I don't I don't believe that that's a thing it's just too much or that people enjoy it I think people go that's a long thing and I want a bumper sticker for my car and so I think they do it I don't think that anybody loves running and and this is also a reoccurring theme in this podcast am I so can I ask her a question real quick so you did you actually enjoy running oh my gosh (laughs) it's gonna be active wow that's incredible yeah I, I wouldn't mind one day to see what that's like, but I don't know that that's ever going to happen. It's like winning the lottery, you know? Like, it'd be cool to see what that's like, right. but I doubt I'm going to do anything to be able to win. You know? Like, <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> Have you bought a ticket? No. no. I'm just hoping it's going to happen. Right. <laughs> um, I did run a mile yesterday, so that's, there's that's that. Good. That's actually a lot for a it crossfitter. Was part of our programming. That was the thing. A mile for time. There you go. And I think it was longer, because according to my Apple Watch, it was longer than a mile. And there was turnarounds every 200 like, oh, meters. Yeah. So really, like I had like a five-minute mile, is right. what I figure, even though it was like nine minutes and something. That is... Um, <laughs> I, I, I agree. There's With a, the turns, surely that equates to four minutes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah so. it's a time. Um, but definitely so with my parents being influences hugely on that uh, my grandfather is also an extremely big influence in my life he really is he is um, now is he around here is he local he lives in New Orleans actually so that's that's where we're originally from gotcha Uh, my mom and my dad grew up there for the majority of their life and Mm -hmm. uh, just job thing and kind of Hurricane Katrina all kind of came together and I was three when we moved to Tennessee. Um, So I've been here. This is obviously what I call home, but New Orleans is... um, Close second? It's definitely a close second. I, I I love going down there to see my grandparents. Yeah. New Orleans as a city and New Orleans as a place to live is... I like where I'm at. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, it's a little different. It's, it's slightly different. different. Yeah. Just a little bit. But um, no beignets here, though. I know. There is that. There are. There, there's are some pretty good donuts here, though. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. So, um, I'm a sucker for an apple fritter. I try to keep those away from me at all times. I know. I love desserts. It's like kryptonite. <laughs> Would you like an apple fritter? <gasps> uh, yes, but no. <laughs> yeah. um, Get away from me. <laughs> Get away. I'm going to go through the thrusters in the corner. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so yeah, my, my grandfather is a huge influence in my life. He, so the great thing about him mm-hmm. is that he doesn't take himself too seriously, which is something that he would, he would say. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't care what people think about him, which is amazing and something that I need to learn. Uh-huh. Um, he is who he is. He's not going to change that because you think of, a different, think of him in yeah. a different way. So do you think he's been like that his whole life? I would be I mean, I guess willing you, to bet I guess that you he's been that like that his whole life, <laughs> yeah. honestly. That's cool. And not, I mean, not a, no, not in a bad way. Bad yeah. Like, yeah, 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 I didn't hear it as a bad thing. Like, when he comes to town to visit, we, we better invite our friends over and hang out with him. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Everyone that meets him. I, I've never in my life heard a bad word spoken about my Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so whenever um, we got married and you know had had a goal um, later, he uh, I think that was the happiest day of his life. Honestly, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh-huh. It was like his whole world became life. Love that. Right yeah. Um, and so I always joke like I was the favorite child. The only child. Yeah. 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 He's absolutely amazing. So yeah, he, uh, him and Colts definitely have a special. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I don't know many fifteen-year-olds that uh, Facetime or talk to their grandfathers every day. Like, I don't know many have... grandparents that know how to Facetime. So I mean, there's <laughs> it goes both that, ways. That was, that was a learning curve. <laughs> 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 that's, 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 all their thing. That, that's a different topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, they just they have a very special relationship. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's awesome. Yeah. He's basically he's I, I would consider him a second father to me. Yeah. He he is. Um, That's right. There's just no discipline involved. Yeah. That has nothing to do with it. What are you talking about? Nothing to do with it. No. Oh yeah. He's. Um, oh darn. He's. He's just. It's just. What I. What I wish I could get from him is just his. It. His just. He just. If something happens, it's just. He's just like. Whatever. I mean, it's. It's. Yeah. It's. He has a this innate ability to, you know, the whole like giving up control thing that a mm-hmm. popular CrossFit coach has popularized. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's just kidding. I'm one of his athletes. <laughs> ben Bergeron has popularized. Um, yeah. 
is like giving up control. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing in life. It's, it's the, if there's something happens that's not desirable, if it's a, if it's a bad thing that happens, mm-hmm. it's like, he, he's just like, okay, yeah, just move on. You know, just, just, yeah. just what are you gonna do about it now? Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. like it, you can't you can't change what's gonna happen. What's mm-hmm. gonna happen is gonna happen. You just gotta just kind of gotta live. You know? Yeah. Well, and that's an incredible gift, especially as a competitor. Oh, he, you know that that is doing multiple events mm-hmm. as opposed to going out and having one game, and then you have a week to kind of get over that. Right. Like <laughs> right. Exactly. Like you got to move on. You know, mm-hmm. in, in like half an hour. You know, and, and go on to do something else. That, that's fantastic. I, I love that you have such a strong family component and friend component. Um, and somehow you are doing the hard work it takes to, to, to go to bed every night going, I gave my best today. And, and that's, an, that's an incredible thing, an amazing gift. I bet you sleep better because of it. Um, <laughs> I try. I mean, honestly. Um, if, you, you know, if you do sleep, I don't know. There's... There's always debate I, I about sleep. teenagers. I, I, okay. I try right. to cover all time. There's some times where I had to cut into it, but I definitely yeah. sleep. <laughs> good, good. Um, so you just got done. Um, by the time this comes out, a few months, um, in the last Wadapalooza, mm-hmm. um, you were down in beautiful Miami while uh, at home it was frigid cold. Yeah. And so great timing. I was actually in Fort Myers on the other side of the state uh, when you're oh, down really? there and That's I was cool. like this is amazing I know right <laughs> until Sunday when it got cold but um, but yeah so so how how was that experience tell, tell us about that what what went on there it was amazing yeah it really was so and you took over the uh, Insta Live for Barbell Voodoo that was okay talk about stepping outside my social media comfort zone <laughs> um, that was cool I, I you know it was it was neat to, to step out of my comfort zone though cause yeah. it's like I'm I am involved in social media, but I'm not like that involved in social media. Sure. So it was neat. It was a neat experience, and uh-huh. of course, I enjoyed doing it for to get an inside look for for Barbell Voodoo and people that follow it. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> but Wadapalooza was great, man. Um, so I, 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 you know, you said earlier that I became the first comp trained teen athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, so the guy that was gonna that's gonna head the teens whenever they launch it because they're gonna launch a comp trained teens program. Oh, cool. His name is Dan. And mm-hmm. he is my coach. Dan He's the man. Dan the man. Um, he is my coach. Okay. Uh, he is really cool. I've known him for since last year at Wadapalooza, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, super smart guy. Has a great team surrounding him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, they're all right. They're you know, right. It, it's, they, they coach, like, it, have you heard of this guy named Matt Fraser? Uh, I feel <laughs> like that name sounds super yeah. familiar. Um, or, or I think Ken, he recently moved or something. Maybe he did, I actually did move here. Uh, and, or <laughs> Katrin, she's pretty cool too. Yeah, um, I guess there's there's something. There's something there. Yeah. But uh, so it was really neat because that was my first <laughs> competition experience with him. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. able to go down to Wadapalooza because mm-hmm. um, he had to coach at CFNE because there were some people down at, uh, that he needed to cover for. Sure. Um, but we he he called me mm-hmm. every day. We talked every day. Yeah. After an event, before an event, and then like it was like a, a one event debrief and okay. into the next event. Like here's what we're gonna do. Yeah. And so it was, it was like he was. I mean, he was virtually there. He was virtually yeah, there. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. And it was super neat. Um, so that was a great experience. Another great experience too was um, I kind of found what I needed to be out on the field. Does that make sense? 
Like in, in what way? Like mindset? Or My, mindset, yes, exactly, okay. mindset-wise. So um, I, I'll back up a little bit, but I'm definitely going to hit on that in a second. I'll kind of tell what happened at Wadapalooza. Um, so the first event was a 5.30 a.m. start. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. Woke up at 4, got five hours of sleep. Absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, anyway, it was super cool. Yeah. We ran... Why wouldn't you have the teens go at 5.30 a.m.? I am. I had no clue. What could go wrong with what that? What could go wrong? Uh, <laughs> you made no... Uh, <laughs> is, I don't know. So we ran a 7K. Obviously planning with people that don't have kids. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so we ran a 7K there early in the morning. And in the middle of the 7K was a rec bag mile. So you had to pick yeah, up the rec yeah. bag. Run. If you've... See, that's how I can get into running. Right. If it's like, here, hold this and take it over there. And then, <laughs> like, great. Right. Like, that, that, that for some reason seems appealing. Right. But just that whole other part. No, I don't, no, like, I don't like that. But keep going. Yeah. So, if you've followed me or been a friend of mine or talked to me really in any, virtually any conversation about CrossFit, you've probably come to the conclusion, or I've told you, that running is not a forte of mine. Mm. Excuse me, was not a forte of mine. Oh, Let me do that. Oh, there um, we go. So at the games, I placed like in the bottom five on the running events. Mm. I did not like that. <laughs> I mean, I know a really good other exerciser that struggled in some runs during the games too, over the years, but you know. He I mean, ended up doing pretty good, not right? Compare. Um, if I know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, and then... He's an excellent exerciser. He's pretty good. <laughs> he, he trains in Tennessee, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's got a thing. He's got a, got a thing. But great any, donut shop in his town. But, I mean, keep speaking going. Speaking of donuts, yeah. yeah speaking uh, of. Anyway, so... So running was not great in the games. Running was not great at the games. You came out of that being like, that's going to change. Exactly. And yeah. previously, I knew running was not a strength of mine, but okay. it was the whole... Oh, so wasn't this like a, a revelation or a oh, no. surprise? When, oh, no. Okay. I, I, I knew running wasn't very good, and deep down inside I knew I wasn't doing everything I needed to. Okay. Uh, which is another whole what yeah. we talked about earlier. Um, so, worked hard on running. Mm-hmm. Still working hard on running. Not where I want to be, but I'm much better. Yeah. I placed top five on both the runs at Wadapalooza. Awesome. Very excited about that. Very different, yeah. Very different. Obviously, the work paid off. Um, so, super excited about that. Uh, so, that was, that was by far my favorite, mm-hmm. my favorite moment of, of Wadapalooza. Um, anyway, had a, ran a, I feel like I ran a great competition. There were some mental mistakes that I made. Um, but you can't get through a competition without them, and they're sure. just learning experience. It's going to happen. Um, yeah. So, long story short, on I didn't want to know where I was at on the leaderboard the entire time. I I was like I was like don't I said I don't I don't care where I'm at. Don't tell me. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And it's well you know it's it's an uncontrollable. Okay. Whatever the other people do, that's what they do. I yeah. can only control how hard I push in every workout. Um, and if I give my hundred percent. Wherever I'm supposed to be, I'm going to be. Gotcha. Um, so I come into the last event, or excuse me, so come into the last day, Sunday, right? We have mm-hmm. three events, 300 points up for grabs. Yeah. Um, and the first event, I make this mental mistake where it was like we had to do pulse, we had to, it was called pull push. It was like some gymnastic yeah. movements and sleds. And I pushed the sled over the last line. I've been competing for four years, and I know that you're supposed to run to the other side. But for 
two seconds, I stood there. Oh. And my judge was like, run. So I was like, crap. And I like ran. Uh-huh. And some kid beat me out. And come to find out now, if I would have beaten that kid, I could have potentially been second as opposed to third. Mm. Um, so that was... That's a tough pill. That was not fun. Yeah. I was actually in second. I didn't mm-hmm. know this. I was actually in second before that workout, and it dropped me to fourth. That's how close the points were. Wow. I didn't do that bad. I was fifth in that workout. I didn't do terrible in that workout, but yeah. it was just like, that's how close the points were. Sure. And the people who beat me, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last event was my jam. Oh. It was a barbell complex. Uh-huh. Uh, I love lifting weights. Um, and then the... So it was a two-part event. The sec- That was the second to last okay. scored event. The last scored event was... Not something that I would say is my forte, but it helped me out mm-hmm. in the terms of this. So it was 28 burpees of the bar, three rope climbs, mm-hmm. 21 thrusters at 105. Okay. That's it. Light yourself on fire. Um, so thrusters are not necessarily my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have really long arms, and my legs aren't that... Um, my my legs get very lactic. Yeah. Let's put it that way. I'm more upper body dominant than I am okay. lower body. Um, so, especially at that point in the weekend. <laughs> sure. Um, and thrusters generally make me tired. Anyway, with it being at 105, and it was a little bit more of a strength element than I think some kids would have liked, sure. which was something that I enjoyed. I like, like I said, I like lifting heavy, mm-hmm. um, even though 105 is not super heavy. But um, anyway. So, we kind of had this, this talk, the three of us, me, my mom, and my dad, and they're like, look, I'm not going to tell you where you're at, but if you want to do what you want to do, you, you have to win these two workouts. Mm. You have to go out there and you have to do your best. Yeah. That more or less is what they said. Mm-hmm. And, well, yeah, I didn't say I had to win, but the... But you have to, you can't make any mistakes, essentially, yeah. was, was what they were saying. If you want to, came, like, you have to go. You, yeah. have to, you have to do it. It's do or die. So the first event, like, beforehand, I found myself in this, like, in this zone. Like, mm-hmm. I, was, I was almost angry. Like, it was okay. like this, like, like, no. Like, I don't, I've, I've worked too hard to just kind of, to, mm-hmm. let, to let this happen because I made a mistake. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I remember saying after, like some, someone asked me, they're like, are you going to, you do this thrusters unbroken? And I looked them straight in the eye and I go, yeah. And they, they, like one of the kids in my division and they were like, really? Like, that's kind of heavy. I'm like, yeah. I said, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I actually said that I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to die before I let that bar go down. Mm. I said, I said, I said, short of me tearing my ACL out on the floor, that bar is not going down before the 21st rep. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of that mindset to where it was like, I have a plan. Mm-hmm. I don't care what happens. I don't care if my judge is in my way, like in my lane, which I almost had to run over my judge to get past the finish line one time. Uh-huh. I don't care what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my plan. Yeah. Nothing's going to shake me from my plan. Mm-hmm. Besides me. I'm my worst enemy and I'm my best friend. Sure. Out on that field. And it was kind of this 
this revelation to where it was like, no, people are like, I'm here to take this. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm, I can't just waltz in here. Mm-hmm. I can't be super relaxed. I got to come out here and take this. So, yeah. so the weightlifting complex, it was three, uh, three of each, two of each, one of each. So the three, it was mm-hmm. hang cleans, front squats, short overhead. And the three was at 155. The two was at 175. The one was at 195. Mm-hmm. And you had to change your own weights. Um, I won that workout. Okay. Pumped about it. Very excited. We rest until our transition time. <clears throat> our transition time comes. We start the next workout. I come out of my burpees methodical because that's not the workout. Um, finish the burpees kind of in the middle. Do my rope climbs. Make up a little bit of ground. Mm-hmm. I start my thrusters almost so the kid that won Wadapalooza I started my thrusters almost 12 behind him oh wow yeah he he ended up putting the bar down yeah I think everybody but me and one other kid put the bar down the kid that ended up winning that workout was the one that I needed to end up beating but he was just it it was other mistakes that I made that caused him to be able to play second okay uh, great. I'm not taking anything away from him. He's a yeah. phenomenal athlete. But um, but you recognize some places where you fell short. Exactly. And, I mean, and can it was a, there was a there was a two point change. That's one. That's less than a spot. Yeah. That, so that that's that's why I'm saying like if I would have just done this one thing, which is not necessarily the best thing to think, but if I would have just done this one thing, I could have. Yeah. Anyway, regardless. So I finished the work that workout in second. Mm-hmm. The first time I looked at the leaderboard was by accident, and here's why. I was on the field, mm-hmm. like on, on the competition stage, in between the events. Guess what showed on the Jumbotron when I happened to look at <laughs> the leaderboard? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, fourth? Are you kidding me? Anyway, so uh, I went out there, found out I placed third afterwards, super pumped, super excited. You know, two years in a row, placed third. This year was by far way more difficult yeah. and way more meaningful mm-hmm. um, just because of various reasons. One, um, the the workouts were harder. Okay, It wasn't as scaled down of a version of teens um, and because it was actually a qualifier this year. Last year it was just like a, it was an open registration. So okay. this year it, yeah. was, it was a qualifier and there were Including myself, three games athletes there. Mm-hmm. One kid, the kid that played second, actually was one spot away from making it to the games. Okay. So he had a little bit of motivation. Let's yeah, he, had, he did some work he did over the last work. year, yeah. Um, so it was like the level of competition was higher. Mm-hmm. The workouts were harder. Mm-hmm. Um, the tests were harder. 7K run and 5.30 in the morning, you kidding me? Like... Um, <laughs> We all swam this year. I swam this year. I didn't swim last year. I swam yeah. this year. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that, it, was, it was a great experience at Wadapalooza. It was a mm-hmm. great learning experience. And um, it's gotten me fired up for the Open. And, that's and excellent. This yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. Even though on, like, the podium, it doesn't right. look like anything changed. Right. There obviously has been drastic changes, not only... Um, physically in the competition, but also in your entire life. I mean, Absolutely. you've had some major shifts that 
um, are contributing to making you better, but maybe that arrival time isn't quite where you want it to be yet, but it is coming, it's you know. Coming, right. um, and, you know, they say every year that, what is it, like 5 15%, something like that is the level that it gets raised every year. Oh, I'm sure. You know, yeah. with competition. And, and, and so to know that at least you were still raising that bar, it wasn't a same finish you know right. it was this is this is completely different this was this was even more and drastic and, and yet still I know that I'm still in a good place to do something um, better moving into the open and, and regionals and moving on from there um, so what are you looking forward to moving on what what uh, you're looking at hopefully going back to the games yep um, and so what do you what, what are the goals you set if you want to share them no, um, but true. you know what, what are you what are you looking at moving forward with the opening coming up in uh, a few weeks four five weeks um, from this podcast from, I mean it'll be in the middle of it by the time it comes out but from this day this would be it's so it starts February 22nd mm -hmm. is when the first workout's announced yep. and this is like what 26th January I mean it's like mm -hmm. basically a month from today yeah um so yeah, it's coming up soon. As far as goals, like within the CrossFit sense? Or Whatever. Like season so basically, I've kind of set myself some goals in terms of I want to turn my strengths into weaknesses. Or excuse me. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Make so everything happens. you're good at worse. <laughs> yeah. That way your bad things look oh better. Oh gosh. I think that's fantastic. Wow. That may be a whole new training component. That, that came out. That came out. <laughs> um, Turn, turn my. Turn you were my, like batting a thousand until right. then. You were doing fantastic. Great job. Turn my weaknesses. Yes. Into strengths. Ooh, ooh. That's that I'm might be bring you more. You know. Here and and here's the, here's the softball. Ready? Yeah. Here, here's the pitch. Then turn my strengths into superpowers. There you go. There we go. There you go. Someone told me that one time. I loved it. That's, yeah. That's my goals. So. And then the next thing is, um, I want to, I want to, a goal of mine is to, I guess you could say, be more positive in a sense of it's like, okay. there's this, um, I'm, I'm highly critical of myself. Yeah, I could tell. Um, that wasn't being sarcastic. No, yeah, like, I, I like you're, you're still carrying around a lot of baggage from, from even last year and, and you right. know, I can, I can, I can hear that in your voice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm highly critical of myself. Yeah. I really am. I am. My probably my my I, I'm I'm probably my my worst critic. Absolutely. Um, I think you have to be, but mm -hmm. there's a balance that you have to find. Yeah. Um, what you do with that is is makes the difference. Exactly. You know. Um. Yeah. So I I I want to first of all quit quit complaining. Mm. I leave negative town. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I've really began to improve that with my training. Mm -hmm. um, like there, like there were people at Wadapalooza that were like, "Oh man, this workout's gonna suck," or "Oh, this is gonna suck." I'm like, "Cool, all right, I already got you beat on that. Cool, yeah. go ahead and move yeah. on. Move on to the next thing." And that's huge, you know. Well, you know, you you can't control what. First of all, we're all in the same boat. Yeah, we all had to wake up at four o'clock on Friday morning. Mm -hmm. We all had to be out there at five thirty. Yep. We all had to run seven kilometers. Well, and suck is the normal. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah, in CrossFit, that's the normal. Yeah. It's uh, like to complain about it is just going, oh, it's a normal day. It's a normal day. Might as well be angry about it. You know? Like, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's every, everybody has to go through it if you're competing. Yep. 
no one's getting the short end of the stick. Mm-mm. It's not like it's not like some people got to like in, in our division. It's yeah. not like some people got to run at twelve o'clock in the and got to sleep in. Mm-hmm. We all nope. had to run early. Yep. We all had to do the same workouts. Mm-hmm. No one got the. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So cr- training and CrossFit wise has improved a lot. Mm-hmm. Other areas of my life, such as school, it's improved. It's not improved nearly as fast as CrossFit. It's okay. not improved nearly as much as CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And I complain more often than I would like. <laughs> um, in school stuff. In school yeah, settings sure. and in life settings. Uh-huh. Um, that is a big goal of mine. Yeah. And this negative self-talk, um, I have improved that a lot. Mm-hmm. It's still something that I need work on. Yeah. Um, I tend to... I think this is... a kind of a mindset of a competitor. I, know I could be playing a hunch and being wrong on this, but I think that as a competitor, you tend to focus, as and people in general, but mm-hmm. as a competitor, you tend to focus on what you're not doing mm. and what you're not, like where, you, like where you're not at. Yeah. Like, so for instance, you can look at running. Mm-hmm. Running, I could be like, oh, well, I just... I suck at running because because mm-hmm. I just am not because I'm not the best because I because I do this because I yeah. do that, or I could be like, yeah, I do suck at running, so I'm not going to. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's this. I need to have this this shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I'm working on. It's something that has improved. It's just not something where it needs to be. Sure. Um, what else? I want to improve on last year's performance mm-hmm. um i'm i'm not gonna go out there and be like my goal is to win the crossfit games okay yeah obviously that's kind of understood my it, when i go to a competition my number one thing is oh i came here to i oh yeah of course i came here to place 10th <laughs> right so it's like I, you know you, if you're going to the games if you're going to yeah. a competition, uh-huh. if you ex- want to do well, you better not th- going go there thinking, I don't think I can win. <laughs> yeah, you, you are not going to do well. Sure, thinking like that um, at anything. At I any, mean, not even at like life. just at the games. Like at anything, you show up to work and be like, I'm probably not going to get anything done today. You know what? You're probably not going to get anything not. done today. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so. My goal mm-hmm. is to improve my performance in the open. Okay. First. Yeah. I'm not even thinking about the qualifier in the games. Good. So I say that, hopefully, thinking that I will not think about so the qualifier just, in the games. So you're just mentally going, I want to be top top 20, top 10? What I mean, I want to, for the open? Um, not necessarily in a placing sense. I want to... Yeah. So my, my worst finish last year was 17-1. Okay. Just because it's not a good workout for me. Sure. Because of the metabolic sense, because mm-hmm. of there was no weight, because of it's just it was it was it dumb. Was, it was yeah. Dumb. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's one way to look. I at just it. didn't like it. Okay. Just, just didn't like it. Um, so, but stuff like that. Yeah. A workout that I'm not su- supposed to. I'm doing air quotes for the people that obviously yeah. can't see it. Uh, oh, supposed to do, yeah, you can you can feel it. Uh, that I'm su- not supposed to do well in. 
I want to do well in. Sure. Like, like, because it's negative town. Exactly. Forget it. Um, Show me what you got. Let's go do that. It, it is, it, it is a big motivator in my mental state. Mm-hmm. Is I want to do, and maybe this is not the best way to think about it sometimes. I want to do something that people don't expect me to do. Yeah. So, or maybe even yourself. Or there you go. I yeah. was just about to say that. Or I don't expect myself to do. Yeah. Um, at the at at Wadapalooza. That's the sweet spot. Exactly. Yeah. At Wadapalooza, do you think of it like this? You really think people expected me to place top five in those runs? No, because of the what I did at the games, mm. or because of what I've done in the past. Mm-hmm. That's just driven me to the level of yeah. Okay, cool. I will look you in the eye when I place really, really well in that workout and tell you that you were wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's myself, where it's like I have to prove to my self or former self, I'm going to look myself in the eye. Mm-hmm. Whether that literally in the sense of I go in the mirror yeah. <laughs> or internally and say, or my sunglasses, take a selfie, take a selfie, there. um, and say, I proved you wrong. Yeah. Get out mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. Um, so that's a huge motivator of mine Yeah, where it's like, okay, you don't expect me to do something or, or this, I like, love it. Tell me I can't. Like, oh, dude. Oh, tell man. Me Talk about motivation right there. Tell me I can't do something? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Stare you down as I'm doing it and make you eat your words. And yeah. I'll, I'll that's, even. I'll, that's next level right there. Yeah. yeah. I'll, okay. I'll shove it in your mouth if you need it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will, I'm more of a like, just drop the mic and walk off. But I mean, we, we can make it aggressive if you want. I mean, right. that's cool too. I mean, it's, you know, I'm like. And I, I don't, I like don't want. spin your coffee. How do you like that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want it to. So. I have to find this balance. Sure. There's this book called um, How Champions Think. Mm-hmm. Excellent book. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. And basically, there's this... I forgot the guy's name. I want to say it was um, Jordan Speed, a, g- a golfer. Really high-level golfer. And it was like... He, or maybe it was Rory McElroy. Anyway, super humble, super nice guy. Mm-hmm. Off the field. <laughs> on the field and yeah. not, not with anybody else yeah on the field in his mind he's the best golfer sure like like I don't I don't want to be the guy that's like that walks around like oh he's Mr. Big Stuff because he made it to the CrossFit Games one time or oh he's you know trying to do mm-hmm. this or trying to do that no I, I don't want to be like that because it's not like that yeah well, there's arrogance. There's arrogance. And there's, confidence. you know, confidence. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, there, there's a fine line there a lot of times. I mean, Absolutely. But, um, but it also goes into that negative talk line. Well, you know, oh, like, yeah. it, you know, if you're positively going, I'm going to kill this. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, maybe kill myself doing it. But yeah. like, Absolutely. but like, I'm going to, everything is going to be left out there on the field. Everything yeah. is going to be left out there in the water. Like everything I have is going into this. Um, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to be the first one out. You yeah. know, like, you, you go. That's quite a bit different than walking around going, good luck. You're going to need it. You know, I don't, I don't you know, like, exactly. you know, just kind of arrogance. Dude, and, absolutely. And that has no, you know, that has no place in my opinion. But No, it doesn't. Because 
because what you're doing there is a lot of, I'm not saying all the time, but I feel like a lot of times confidence comes from a place of preparation. Mm. And basically confidence is I know that I can do this mm-hmm. because of the times I spent on the floor mm-hmm. after a workout, yeah. not knowing if I'm going to be able to breathe. Yeah. Basically. I know I can do this because of the late nights mm-hmm. I spent. You can even take this in a, in, a, in, a, in a life sense. I know I can do this because of the late nights I spent studying. Mm-hmm. I know I can do this because of every ounce of my energy that I put into this. Yeah. That's confidence. Yeah. Confidence is like, I went out there, I killed myself on assault bike intervals mm-hmm. for months on end mm-hmm. to know that when I get out there, it's going to be easy. Yeah. It's like, it's like the whole, Matt, I'm a huge Matt Fraser fan, by the mm-hmm. way. It's like the whole thing he says, I'm not addicted to suffering, I'm addicted to the products of suffering. Mm-hmm. The product of suffering is, um, I'm obviously paraphrasing what he's saying, the product of suffering is, the test is not hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when when he said he said when he was in school he would go to the library and read for ten hours every Saturday, wow. and and read a book cover to cover. And if he couldn't tell you every law in a chapter, he'd go back and read it again. Mm-hmm. And when he got by the time he got to the test, it wasn't hard. Sure, it's like and he says again later on, I'm going to do what others won't today, so I can do what others can't tomorrow. Yeah, it's like yeah. okay, so you won't go to that place of death in a workout mm-hmm. <laughs> see everyone knows what that is if, if you've pushed to it mm-hmm. okay cool yeah I am yeah and then by the time I get to it in competition I'm used to it mm-hmm. and and you're it's normal and you're sitting here dry heaving and not able to to push this level yeah so it's kind of it's 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 that sense it, yeah. in that sense of confidence. The re- the only reason that I know I can beat you is because of the pre- work and preparation I put in. Mm-hmm. I feel like arrogance is like I can beat you because I'm better than you. Yeah, it's it's demeaning others. Yeah, you know absolutely. And that in that other place, and you know one of the things I lo- I do love about CrossFit, you know, at the end of the day, once you've been dominated or, or won, <laughs> exactly. Like either way, you're super excited about everybody else. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Um, but when that countdown starts, like, she's not going to be friends for a few minutes. We're going to be buddy, we're going to be buddy, buddy for a little bit. And yeah. then in the middle of the workout, mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Yeah. And after the workout, we'll be buddies again. <laughs> sure. Well, man, I, I'm excited, um, about your, uh, 2018, you know, going through and, and whatever happens, you know, I, we, you're, you're at a whole different level than you were um, in, in really embracing. I love that you're embracing that mental game and that grit and that uh, focus um, in terms especially of getting away from negative town and moving oh, yeah. into a more uh, place where, where the champion's mind is, really. Um, and so that's fantastic. Uh, thanks for sharing about your family and your friends and how you make life work as a 15 year old who is in the midst of this worldwide competition thing that you're a part of in fitness. Um, I think that's fantastic. I appreciate your time today and just want to say thanks for being on with us. Thanks again for having me. All right. We'll be looking to see how things go uh, in the open and then see what happens after that. We might have to have some follow-up podcast along the way. I don't know. That sounds fun. I like like the sound of that. (laughs) All right, cool. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me.
Hey, thanks again for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. For uh, extra content, we put it over there on the blog at barbell-voodoo.com, and you can check out pictures from this podcast and other ones. Also, on a alternating basis, we have a blog post that happens over there you can check out as well. If you want to follow Cole Martinez on his road to the games, uh, you can check him out on his Insta, and his name on there is Chainsaw77KG. Until next time, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later.